Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. And observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations as written in the law of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. First Kings, second chapter, third verse. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. In the last three episodes, we've been talking about goal setting. Now, in order to conclude this topic, this episode will cover celebrating success. Yes, you need to celebrate. And the second thing we'll cover is the long-term impact of goal setting. We want this to be something that's not just a one-time event, but a long-term goal setting event. And then last but not least, creating a plan for ongoing goal setting practices at home. In other episodes, we discussed at length the important roles that goal setting plays in a child's development. So it only stands to reason then that you'll celebrate your child's success when, because it's very important. In fact, no matter how small are large it is, it's important that you acknowledge and celebrate when your child achieves a goal. And here's why. First of all, celebrating will boost your child's self-esteem. Now, celebrating your child's achievement makes him feel special. Think about how you feel when somebody pats you on the back and say, that was a fantastic speech you gave, or that presentation was absolutely tremendous. Well, Likewise, it helps give your child a sense of pride and accomplishment, and it also builds his self-confidence, and it gives him a sense of self-worth. When our children were growing up, at the end of every marking period, when we would get their report cards, we would take a look at it and celebrate any type of achievement that they had made. If they had a B in a class before and got an A, we celebrated that. If there was a class that they were struggling in and they were holding fast to that C or that B, we celebrated that. So you need to celebrate with your children when they accomplish something. Positive recognition reinforces positive behavior, and it also motivates your child to continue working towards his goal. It's difficult at best for anyone to continue to work day in and day out if they never hear a word of positive feedback. How about you? Have you ever had a boss that never said anything good about what you were doing, and you just worked and worked and worked, but you never got anything about how well you were doing, or, hey, listen, I see that you're working hard, absolutely nothing. How did that make you feel? Well, just think how much more difficult it is for your child if he is working 
really hard for a goal and never hears anything about how hard he's worked or what he accomplished. Now, celebrating also strengthens your bond with your child. Celebrating achievements together will strengthen your relationship with your child, and it fosters trust, communication, and a supportive environment. Celebrating also builds resilience because it teaches your child that effort and progress are valuable, even if the goal is not fully achieved. And this builds resilience and a positive attitude towards setbacks. Now, we've heard that word resilience over and over and over again. So we know it's important. Think about it. If your child has a setback, but you recognize something your child achieved, imagine how good he feels and how that setback doesn't become center stage in his mind. He learns to learn from his setbacks. Then celebrating small wins will also help your child see the importance and the value of setting achievable goals. Remember what the A in SMART stands for? A is achievement. It also encourages them to break larger goals into smaller, more manageable ones so that they can achieve. And as you might imagine, celebrating milestones creates a positive atmosphere around learning, and it makes children more receptive to trying new things and taking on challenges because they can see that it all doesn't have to be done at one time, and they can see that you are there applauding him as he goes. Now, believe it or not, celebrating achievements, regardless of how small will enhance your child's emotional regulation. That is, it helps your child manage his or her emotions. And celebrating also improves overall well-being because recognizing achievements contributes to a child's overall happiness. Thus, it contributes to their well-being. And it encourages a positive outlook on their abilities and their efforts. They feel good about what they've done, and they believe they can do it. In other words, they get that can-do attitude because they see that you're there cheering them on and celebrating and reminding them of what they have done successfully. Needless to say, Acknowledging and celebrating small accomplishments then sets a foundation for a child's lifelong learning, resilience, and positive self-image, making it a crucial aspect for their development. Now, earlier, I mentioned that recognizing progress boosts self-esteem. Now, here's how that happens. First of all, there's a validation of effort. When progress is acknowledged, it validates the effort that your child has worked hard and has put total effort towards his goals. This, needless to say, reinforces the idea that their actions and their dedication are valuable. Thus, it boosts their self-esteem. And there's a sense of accomplishment, and this fosters a positive feeling of success that contributes to your child's belief in his capabilities. Each recognition of progress will serve as evidence that your child is capable 
of achieving his goals. And this, as you might imagine, gradually builds confidence in their abilities. Thus, it boosts their self-esteem. Acknowledging progress serves as motivation to keep going. Now, imagine if you came up against a setback and someone didn't talk to you and say, look what you've done so far. How would you feel? Would you want to keep going? Especially if it was just you. But if you are acknowledging your child's progress, it's going to motivate him to keep going. It encourages your child to continue working towards his or her efforts, his or her goals, because their efforts are worthwhile. And recognition needs to be regular. Regular recognition of progress reduces self-doubt by showing them tangible evidence of growth and improvement. And it's going to eliminate negative thoughts about their abilities. And it replaces those negative thoughts with positive ones. Once again, they start having that can-do attitude. So by recognizing progress that your child makes, he or she is going to gain a more positive and realistic view of his or her efforts. And needless to say, this significantly significantly contributes to their overall self-confidence and self-esteem. Now, as you might imagine, goal-setting habits benefit children in the long term. First of all, cultivating goal-setting habits will foster numerous long-term benefits in your child for a lot of reasons. It instills a sense of purpose and direction. It motivates your child to work towards specific objectives, and it fosters a success-oriented mindset that will extend into adulthood. So once again, goal-setting habits benefit your children in the long term, it will extend into childhood, into, I'm sorry, into adulthood. Learning goal setting early in life, your child is going to learn how to prioritize tasks and make decisions that go along with their goals. Needless to say, this is going to prove valuable in different life situations, once again, extending into adulthood. Learning goal setting is going to help your child develop resilience. There's that word again, resilience, because we know that life is going to throw up setbacks, but working towards their goals and they encounter a setback and you help them work towards it and overcome it, they are going to learn how to develop resilience because they have seen how to do it as a child. This allows them to learn to adapt, to persist, and to overcome challenges. And it's going to prepare them to handle adversity in the future, because adversity is going to happen. If you live, adversity does come along at some point in time. Setting and achieving goals involves commitment and accountability. So this is going to teach them to take responsibility for their actions and their commitments. And it's going to help them not point the finger and try to blame somebody else when a setback comes upon them. So setting and achieving goals involves commitment and accountability 
and it helps them take responsibility for their actions and their inactions. Regardless of whether the goal accomplished is big or small, it's going to boost your child's confidence, as we've mentioned over and over again. And this is going to reinforce the belief that they are capable of overcoming obstacles and achieving success. And it's going to encourage your child to manage time effectively in order to accomplish their task. And it's going to promote good time management skills that benefit them in their academics, their work, and their personal life. Once again, all of these things will extend into adulthood, and you are teaching your child how to do this. Working towards goals requires focus and concentration, and learning these skills early on is going to help your child concentrate on tasks and avoid distractions. And as your child sets and pursues his or her goal, they're going to become self-reliant and independent in managing their task and aspirations. And once again, these are lifelong skills. Goal setting encourages children to think ahead and to plan for the future. And it fosters a mindset for long-term planning for their personal and professional aspirations. It's going to help your child think about not just what they're going to do today or tomorrow, but listen, I have this exam that's coming up and I need to plan on studying for that. So goal setting encourages them to think ahead and to plan for the future. It encourages a mindset of continuous improvement and learning And it instills a habit of seeking growth opportunities throughout life. So help your child to learn goal setting. So in summary, regarding goal setting, the habit of goal setting is going to equip children with valuable life skills and a positive mindset that serves them well into adulthood. And it aids in personal development, career success, and overall well-being. So goal setting will help your child carry these skills into adulthood. If you haven't been using goal setting as a tool, you may be wondering where to start. Well, you start by creating a plan. In fact, your plan is basically a goal setting plan. Now, here's I'm going to share with you a a plan for goal setting. Now, I have to tell you, this is something that I wish we had done with our kids. And this is something that I know is very valuable. And if you think in terms of, as they say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, this goal setting plan will be invaluable to you. And it's not something that has to be very formal. You can do it informally. But the important thing is to be consistent. Step one in creating a goal setting plan is to introduce goal setting. You can have a family discussion. Now, let me mention once again, this does not have to be something that's formal or something that's over all consuming. You can do this at a family dinner, sit around the table, all of you are there and discuss goal setting. 
initiate a conversation about the importance of goal setting and explain how it helps in personal growth and achieving dreams and talk about how each of you are going to start goal setting. Now, I have to share with you, our daughter Allison was introducing, supposedly introducing goal setting to her kids. And she had talked to the older ones, but she hadn't with Jordan. Jordan is the youngest and she's six years old. So Allison said, Jordan, come in here. I want to talk to you about goal setting. And Jordan says, what's a goal? Well, that's why it's important to introduce goal setting and to talk about why it's important and how it will help. So that's what Allison decided to do. Sit down and talk to her about what it's all about. And once again, starting at the sixth grade, the, the six-year-old level, explaining goal setting to her. The second step is to set up regular goal setting sessions. Weekly goal setting is important. And once again, you don't have to have something that's very formal. If that works for you, that's fine. But you can do it again at dinner. Designate a specific day each week for family goal setting sessions. And this is where everyone will discuss and set goals. And you could make it a part of the dinner conversation, as I mentioned before. The next thing, step three, define individual and family goals. What you want to do is set up a time where each one of your children are sitting there at the table and you can encourage each family member to set personal goals related to academics, to hobbies, to health, or personal development. Now, our older girls have done that just uh, each year. We'll get together and we'll send each other what our goals are and talk about it. And we have a, we're accountable to each other regarding that. And sometimes, you know, we'll pick up the phone and as we're talking, we'll say, hey, how how is your goal regarding this coming along? Or we might even say, hey, I'm doing really well with this. How about you? So it doesn't have to be formal. You can do it at a distance, but it's important to set up individual goals. You also want to have family goals. Establish goals that involve the whole family. And this could be something like organizing family outings or saying that you're going to volunteer at a soup kitchen or memorizing scripture together. The fourth step is smart goals approach. You want to approach this goal setting using the SMART criteria. Remember, you want to emphasize specific, measurable, achievable, relevant or realistic, and time-bound goals. And then you want to help each family member apply these principles to their goals. The next thing you want to do is create action plans. You want to break the goals into steps and assist each one of your children and each family member in breaking down goals into smaller, manageable tasks. With the girls, the, th uh, the three of us, it's usually Allison and Kirsten and I. What we will do is say, hey, I'm stuck. I don't know how to break this down. And we'll help each other say, well, you might want to do this first, and then you can do this. 
And Lauren has also joined us in doing this, but usually for whatever reason, it's Allison, Kirsten, and I. You want to create action plans with deadlines for each step. Now, I have to admit, sometimes we fall short on this, but once again, because we're accountable to each other, it makes a big difference. Step six, you want to implement accountability, as I mentioned a little bit ago. You want to have regular check-ins, schedule regular check-ins so you can review progress on each goals. And once again, you can do this at dinner, just know sitting around talking and you might say, Johnny, how are you doing with your, your math grade or how did the test go? These are things that you can check in and it doesn't have to be formal because if you think in terms of goal setting and helping your children with it as something extra that you have to do, then it comes across as a burden and your children will pick up on this. So you want to do it in a way that it becomes very natural. You want to once again, celebrate achievements. Celebrate each family member's achievements, and it doesn't have to be anything big. As you're sitting around the table, just applauding the person, congratulating them, high-fiving them. But you want to encourage celebrating milestones and successes. And then as they go along and you look and see that somebody is up against a a setback, you want to adapt and adjust. You need to understand that goals can change. They might change and you need to be flexible. Encourage adaptation and adjustments based on the changing circumstances. For instance, you may have been planning to go on a family hike together and it starts pouring down rain and you know you're not going to do that. Then what you might want to do is say, hey, listen, Instead of that, we're still going to have a family outing. We're going to go and see a movie that all of us has been wanting to see. So once again, it doesn't have to be anything outlandish, but just know that flexibility is needed in both individual goals and family goals. Step nine, you want to lead by example. So parents, you need to get involved. Set your own goals and share your progress during family sessions. Lead by example and let them know when you've come up against a setback and how you are adjusting. As I always say, your child is watching you and your child learn will learn a lot from watching what you're doing by and because you have to lead by example to reinforce the importance of goal setting. The 10th step is encourage reflection, reflect and, and learn, encourage the family members to look at their progress and the challenges that they have, and then the lessons that they learned from it. Use these insights for, for future goal setting. Step 11, you want to provide encouragement, support and encouragement are both two vital things, as we have mentioned throughout this goal setting series, offer continuous support and encouragement. Don't make it a one-time thing. You want to provide constructive feedback and motivate each other to stay focused on goals. Step 12, you want to review and reset. 
So periodic review is important. You want to set aside time periodically. Once again, this can be done at the dinner table to review the effectiveness of the goal setting sessions even and adjust the approach as needed to make it more effective and enjoyable for everyone. By implementing this ongoing goal setting plan, families can create a supportive and growth oriented environment that nurtures personal development and unity through shared aspiration. God wants his best for us, but we have to do our part. Pray and ask him for guidance. And as you do this, you're guiding your child through the goal setting process with God's guidance. And remember, doing this, you are indeed parenting on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then... This is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.